Good evening and welcome to the Industry Horror Coffin Cast. I'm Nathan, your host, and you know, since this is a very special day as I'm recording this, a very special day to me, known as, you know, Day of Birth. So, Day of Birth, so birthday I'm turning 27 and so there is an episode that I've always wanted to put up because because this person was mainly the whole reason why I wanted to get into the sports journalism field, and even knowing the fact that I wanted to be a storyteller. This person is Vin Scully. Vin Scully was a former Dodgers baseball announcer for 67 years. That is dedication right there. And I actually had a poll on if on if people wanted an Avengers Endgame review or me talking about Ben Scully. Avengers Endgame won unanimously. So I thought this would be a, a great way to great way to put this episode up there. Have it personal. So, I'll be telling about Vin Scully, even the times, even the time, not times, even the time that I came really close, even a couple inches away from Vin Scully. And even also the reason why everyone tried to do a Vin Scully impression, say, it's time for Dodger Baseball! What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Industry Horror Coffin Cast. And, and well, this randomly popped into my head of the analogy of autism. It, it, feel, it felt as if everyone understood. It's like it's telling a joke. You tell the joke. Let's say you're comedian and you tell a joke. Everybody gets the joke, but even the joke that you're telling, you still don't understand the joke. And and I just realized I think that's what you know when I fell around. I thought, you know, nobody wouldn't get it of what was going on with me when I had autism. Or as I called it, when I had something, because I had no idea what I had. But I think everybody knew I had something. Even all the way back in elementary school, I had a feeling everybody knew I had something. But they just saw me. They didn't 
see someone that had something, but they just saw Nathan. I was diagnosed. I was diagnosed when I was three years old, and this was back then when autis when this something wasn't really called autism. What mine was called was actually pervasive world disorder. Uh, no, it was it pervasive. Pervasive, uh, oh, a, a per, pervasive attention disorder. Or as I like to call it, PAD. It was World Pervasive Attention Disorder. It was something along the lines of that. And... And just the fact of, I was just, I was just really happy that people just treated me as me and they didn't see, you know, uh, treat me differently. Even when I even told people that I had this, you know, of course everybody was shocked because I, was pretty much in regular classes. And even high school, like I was, I was in the regular classes. I didn't go to that. I didn't go to a, a special ed class. Mostly, I, I mostly went to regular classes. And this is making me realize that I need to find more guests. I really need to find a way to to talk to more people. If, if anyone, you know, I know this is a long shot, but if there's anyone that just so happens to know Vince Scully, please have him contact uh, industryorcoffincast at gmail.com. I know he's retired. I know he wants to spend, you know, spend that, because imagine dedicating your whole entire life pretty much almost your whole entire life to a game to a game of of baseball 67 years of your life you miss out on seeing uh, if you have kids you know seeing them grow up and seeing how they have matured or or the fact that grandkids and seeing how they have grown and how they are like the kids that that you to see your kids being parents and, and seeing how they are raising and seeing how the kids are like, are, are similar to your son or daughter, daughter that you, that you raised that is now a parent. I really can't imagine doing that. I really can't. I don't know how some people are able to do that. To be honest, that's really sad. You miss out on being able to see your children grow up. 
you you see them grow, but but you don't get the idea of, of the little detail of how they have really grown as a person. I don't know how he did it. Good for you, Vince Foley. Uh, good for you of finding a way to... That's, that's dedicated to your work. And I hope you're really enjoying your retirement. I really do. But if I could have just five minutes, five minutes of talking to you, that that's all... That's all I ask. Just five minutes. Not 15, but five. Just five minutes. I, I would have quick questions. And and I've seen pretty much every single time you have been interviewed, I would make sure not to ask you those questions. I would make sure to ask you questions that you haven't ever heard anyone ask you. Or the fact that you haven't heard anyone ask you in a long time. If anyone can find a way, I would really appreciate that. Because then Scully made me realize uh, later on that it wasn't just sports announcing. He told the story of baseball. You couldn't really tell. He was the perfect example of an announcer. Even when he was the the Dodgers team announcer, you couldn't really tell on which team he was for. He was the perfect example of Sal Palantonio's route for the story. And that is exactly what Vince Scully did more and even beyond that. The funny thing, I actually had a couple of chances to actually meet Vince Scully. Uh, One was unfortunate because... Uh, he was actually, because at the time, the, the year was 2014. You know what? What the heck? We'll make this a Vince Scully episode. What the heck? <clears throat> the year was 2014. I felt it was a sign as I was about to graduate from Ventura College. The Ronald Reagan Library was having their baseball exhibit. And one of the people that was going to talk was none other than Vince Scully. And this was, I do believe, when it was getting close to Vince Scully's uh, last couple of seasons being the Dodgers announcer. That uh, Vince Scully was going to talk. And, and, of course, I immediately tried to jump on finding a way to get tickets. 
because I found out in Adventure County started to show the picture, and there was a picture of Vince Scully. Vince Scully going to give a talk at the Ronald Reagan Library. I'm like, oh, boy, Dad, we got to find a way to get those tickets. And then as soon as we went on the website, they were sold out within minutes. Everybody thought Avengers Endgame had some, you know, problems because tickets were sold out. If you're in Southern California area and Ben Scully's giving a talk, <laughs> those tickets get sold within milliseconds compared to Avengers Endgame. So it was unfortunate. I'm like, darn it. I felt that was a sign, you know. I graduate from Venture College, Ronald Reagan. Life. You know, it, it, it was one of those things that you, you thought it was a sign. You thought it was a sign somehow. And it, I guess it wasn't meant to be. I was, I was disappointed, but I still watched uh, the live streaming uh, of him talking from the Ronald Reagan uh, Library website. And I remembered this moment of... Uh, so, someone asked a question, who does Yasiel Pui remind you of? And, and I responded, and I was telling my dad... Well, Yasiel Pui to me reminds me of Raul Mondesi. And then Vince Scully takes a deep breath and says, You know, Yasiel Pui reminds me of Raul Mondesi. And I was like, What? Did Scully just answered the way I answered? That is so cool. I I never forget that moment. That that was uh, an amazing moment. I thought that was the closest I was going to get uh, to Vince Scully until uh, let's see here. What was it? Uh, two three years later. Three years later, my dad and I find out about this uh, a distinguished speaker series, and it was gonna be at the Fred Cavilli Theater in in Thousand Oaks. There were a lot of interesting people that was going to give talks, including Steve Martin, Diana Nyad. Uh, I see here. Uh, I think there was also Ahaza Reed. Uh, something like that. Ion Hershiali. And then Vin Scully. And. Then Captain Scott Kelly. So, my dad 
dad. So my dad explained to me, this is your birthday, this is your Christmas, this is everything for this year from me. So we got the tickets. We bought the tickets, we went to each one. It was, it was an exciting adventure, you know, to learn from different uh, points of view of life. It was fascinating. I highly recommend people to do that if there's a person that they're interested on listening to. Even the ones that I thought, oh, and how could I, how could I forget former secretary of, I think it was defense, uh, David Petraeus? It started out with David Petraeus, that's right. Every single of those talks, they were fascinating. But the one I was looking forward to was Vince Scully. And, man, it, I, I was just... Actually, there's also another funny story with that. So I thought I wasn't even going to get close to being able to talk to Vince Scully or even be... You know, not even a couple of feet. I, I was just looking forward to him talking. But I find out that people spend around a, like thousands of dollars in the room. That way they could shake hands with Vin, take pictures with Vin Scully. Which is understandable, you know, because it's Vin Scully. At the time, the announcer of the Dodgers. And one of the best sports announcers of our time. Not just baseball, but sports, period. So there was actually a chance that we could write down a question to Vin Scully for him to answer. And I just thought I would never get the opportunity, you know, to get to talk to him. And so I just grabbed one of my business cards, uh, put it on the, the note card, which, which I wrote, which I wrote down, which I written down. Who inspired you to be a sports announcer? What sports announcer did you look up to while you were growing up? That was my question. I put, and then I had a paper clip. I put my business card around it. I think he, I think even Vince Scully answered the question, but the host obviously ripped up the business card. Of course. <laughs> It was worth a try. I, I had no idea. But a couple of moments later, as I was standing around, you know, just waiting to hear Vin Scully speak, I was just thinking, you know, I think I deserve that opportunity like anyone else. And, of course, this is 
one of those hard situations for myself, but an opportunity came along, and you would think I would take advantage of, I would take advantage of that. But the thing was, though, at that time, Vin Scully, though he was coming down the hallway, and I was on that same hallway, I didn't realize how many bodyguards he needed. I, I, I should have known better, you know. He was talking with one of his friends, and it was one of those moments of, do you just stand right there? Just wondering what would happen. Or. Or do you just stand by. Let him have his. You know wonderful conversation. With one of his. It looked like one of his good buddies. That he had. You know that way you don't end up interrupting. And I didn't want to interrupt. Because it. Because the way of the conversation. It was an interesting conversation. And I didn't want to disrupt that. And I didn't want to be known as, you know, the guy that ruined a wonderful conversation and and was considered rude in front of a person that I really look up to. I really looked up to since I was a kid. And so I just come going by and I heard the security guard say, no flash photography, no autographs, as he was walking on by, and I was, I, and I was at least, two inches away from Vin Scully. I got to see him as he walked on by. All I could think of was say, Hey, Vin! That's all I could think of. And I still remember that moment. And also, this was before he was giving his talk. So I didn't want to, you know, interrupt him because that... And I didn't want to end up, you know, you know, causing a fet. And turns out I ended, I was the person that ended up ruining the talk. You know, all that overthinking that I do. So I just said, hey, Ben. I didn't, I was hoping to get a response. I think I got maybe a look. He looked around and, but he had this wonderful smile on his face. And, yeah, that's, oh, if you ever ask him about uh, Pete Rose, he's probably the the fastest response I've ever, no. Even when, as soon as you say anything about Pete Rose, he'll say no. Should Pete Rose be in the Hall of Fame? No.
And but if I find a way to ever meet Vin Scully, it will either be to find a way to talk to him for at least two minutes, or just a handshake. That would that would be great as well. If I could just shake his hand. I don't really need to ask him any questions. If I could just shake his hand, you know that that would be great too. Uh, I'm really thankful that I that I was able to get that second chance of getting to see Vince Coley. Especially, I think my dad. You know, he went all all out. That way, I could do that. And. Yeah, so if you are an influencer and I am looking for people uh, in the autism community because I also have autism and it would be would be in, it would be interesting to have you know a conversation with with not just an autistic maybe even someone that's in a professional field on on what they think of autism would would also be interesting to talk to some uh, horror figures so uh elvira if you're if you're out there uh please contact at uh industry or at gmail.com uh, elvira aka uh, cassandra peterson because we're big fans of elvira is it Elvira? Elvira? I always get those uh, mixed up. But anyways, any influencers out there, uh, autism community or in in the horror community, uh, please contact uh, industry horror at. In- now, before I wrap up this industry horror coffin cast episode. Uh, there's a soundbite that I want to share with you all. What's up, everyone? This is Dominate for Sports, and I'm here to talk about Vince Scully. What can I say about Vince Scully? First off, I want to say thank you very much, Vince Scully, for announcing for the Dodgers and being the Dodgers announcer for 67 seasons. That's really impressive. Being part of sports history itself, uh, teaching, whether you realize it or not, teaching a lot of aspiring sportscasters on how they should be a sports announcer, keeping it neutral, trying to make sure they're not rooting for a team. And so forth. I still remember like it was yesterday. I was six years old. I was watching in the living room on a TV, which back then, uh, it wasn't such a, it, it wasn't a large TV, but it was a, it was a big TV. It was, it was those type of TVs. But I think it was, I think, at least 25 inches at least. Anyways, and it was black too. And and then I see in the background 
I see the Fink Blue sign on a hill near the Chavez Ravine known as Dodger Stadium. And then you see this guy on his microphone. You see the Dodgers on, on his microphone. And you hear this voice. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Dodger Baseball. The matchup tonight is going to be an interesting one, as it's between the San Francisco Giants and the Los Angeles Dodgers. And I was enthralled. I was stuck, glued to that TV right at that moment. After that, I was glued to the TV. Every single time a Dodgers game was on, I was like, as long as Vince Scully is announcing. And Vince Scully is the Dodgers. And I didn't realize this till now, but Vince Scully is the Los Angeles Dodgers. And without Vince Scully, I don't know what the heck to call these guys anymore. Vince Scully has been with them since they were in Brooklyn. And he moved with them to Los Angeles. What else could I say about that? Vince Goy is the type of guy that he appreciates the praise, but he finds it unnecessary. But thank you very much, Vince Goy. You have made me realize of what I wanted to do since I was six years old. I wanted to be a sports announcer. But in many cases, I wanted to be a great person and also wanted to be a storyteller in some way. I didn't realize until years later that Vince Scully was basically a storyteller, but a storyteller of baseball and many historical facts of, of the game and sometimes mentions now and then about what he thinks about socialism and also... Well, did you know about beards? Did you know that the first pharaoh of Egypt wore a beard? Because it wasn't really a man, but a woman who was the first pharaoh of Egypt. And she wore a beard. Anyways, Owen to the count here as it's the top, as it's the bottom of the second. You know, he, he does... That's Vince Scully. He, he finds ways to make it interesting. To make it interesting. And I still kick, I still kick myself because I had a chance. I, I felt this was destiny and fate. I had a chance to meet Vince Scully. Vince Scully was going to do a talk for the Reagan Forum... In 2014, I remember that. I remember that because I was about to graduate from college. It was around May. It was late in May, and later on, I found out Vince Scully is going to be at the Reagan Library. And I'm like, "Holy shoot! This is destiny. This is fate. I get to meet him. I get to meet my idol." And then when I tried to get the tickets, they were sold out. 
it's like, ugh. Look, in all honesty, I could have gone down also because another reason why he went down was because uh, they were having the baseball exhibit. Even with that, I could have just gone down to the baseball exhibit and hope that maybe the meet Vince Scully. But of course, this was around the time I was in a, I was in a car crash. Uh, close to that time, and I didn't want to, and I was kind of scared of being in the car for a bit. Um, uh, actually, I was terrified of someone else driving me, so, and I also was at that point even kind of terrified to drive as well a bit. A little bit, not not too much, not not to the point that, like, I, I vowed never to drive again, but Anyways, I'm getting off topic, I'm sorry. But the point is, I had a chance to meet Vince Coley, and I didn't do that. And, I, and like I said, I'm still kicking myself for that. So hopefully at some point, I will. it would be really awesome if I found a way to meet Vince Coley at some point. Because he's a knowledgeable guy in baseball, but also I, he seems like the type of guy that is that would be great to talk to. Not not just about baseball, but life in general. And it would be great to to just to talk to him, even if it was just through uh, Google Hangout or any of that stuff. It would be great to talk to him. I bet he has a lot of interesting tales to, to tell. And But it would be even more awesome to 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 talk to Ben Scully in person. Ben Scully didn't just do baseball, he also did football. He did college football. He did football. Uh, he was the guy that announced the catch, you know, with Dwight Clark that made that unbelievable catch in the end zone. Yeah, he announced that. He announced Bill Buckner's guffaw. He announced Kirk Gibson's home run. He announced Henry Aaron's 715th home run. And that's only just the tip of the iceberg. And a lot of people, baseball fans, have respect for this man. And and even at the A, at the we're at the age of self people that prefer to go to a concert and record a whole entire concert and not and just record a concert and not actually listen to concert. Still, even at this day and age, people will actually drop down their cell phone and actually just listen to Vince Scully talk. That's the kind of impact that Vince Scully has, not just in Southern California, but in the in the United States and even the world with that I say Vince Scully thank you very much for sparring a lot of 
us to be sports announcers, but having to go through big shoes to fill. But from the bottom of our hearts, on behalf of all aspiring sportscasters, we thank you, Vince Coley. We have respect, admiration of all your teachings. Where, whether it's baseball or life, we thank you. Wow, that scene, it seems like yesterday I, I recorded that. I think it was around maybe 2016 I recorded that. <laughs> That's crazy. But I... But when I mention Bill Buckner with his guffaw, it's unfortunate that a lot of people will remember Bill Buckner for that guffaw when the fact that he was an all-star and even a lot of the Boston Red Sox roster for that team when Bill Buckner for the 1986 World Series, they even admitted without Bill Buckner, they probably couldn't even have made the World Series in the first place. So rest in peace, Bill Buckner. I will... You will be remembered more than just for that ball going under your legs in the 1986 World Series. You will be remembered for more than that. You were a wonderful person. You were an all-star. You played for the Cubs, the Dodgers, the Red Sox. And... By the way of the pictures, it seems that you were a wonderful family man to your family, to your kids, and a wonderful husband, it seemed. So, rest in peace, Bill Buckner. And also, rest in peace, Bart Starr, the court who was the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers back in the 1960s when Vince Lombardi was coach. As I'm Nathan on the Industry or Coffin Cast. This... This industry horror coffin cast is brought to you by Industry Horror. Industry Horror is a 501c3 non-profit. They give opportunities, employ autistic adults, and with special needs as well to learn the trades of silkscreen printing. Silkscreen printing on, on shirts, on, on sweaters, on hoodies, on crop tops, on tank tops, on caps, hand-knitted beanies, tote bags, buttons, and stickers. And no matter how large or how small your businesses, businesses, we would be ha happy to help you with any uh, screen printing needs for any upcoming events for your business. And if you feel your logo is out to date, we also help out with that. Update your logo for your business as well.
You can shop at industryhorror.com. Or if you are around the Ventura County area, you can go to the Industry Horror Boutique Shop up on 518 East Main Street. In downtown Ventura. Right across the street from the Century Theater. And near the Buffalo Exchange Store. We're at the Industry Horror Boutique Shop. There are accessories. We even have socks. And if you have an eye for art and even painting, there might be ones that will look great in your living room or your or your insert man or woman cave. And there are different ways that you can donate to Industry Horror. You can shop at IndustryHorror.com and also even give a great donation. Also, Industry Horror is part of the Amazon Smiles program. So, while you are shopping, some of that money can even be donated to Industry Horror. Industry Horror. Screen printing with a conscious. Thank you, everybody, to all you wonderful industry horror hearers out there. I really do appreciate the support. This will either be a numbered episode or I will just mark this as a bonus episode. I haven't quite decided yet, but one way or another, this is still an episode. But I'm just not sure if to just have it be just bonus content and because I talk more about Vince Scully than anything to do with horror. But he does have Skull in his name. <laughs> of course, if you to all you people out there that are fans of the X-Files and were expecting me to talk about Agent Scully, I do apologize. I did not mean to mis misconstrue on which Scully I was talking about. And with that failed joke... Thank you, everyone. Uh, wonderful people. Uh, wonderful industry horror here's out there. Thank you for listening. And the continuation of the bar- Bosses Borrowed Horror Picks segment will continue on. And it will go as scheduled of, of watching the movie Frontiers. And I might even have a little bit of a reaction video as well. It really depends if I feel it has a great quality content.